Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer. As always, attempting to try to speak to you in my own voice, trying to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. And as always, uh, thank you, considering with all that's going on in the world, your world, and uh, the midst of a new year, very busy already for all of us, I truly want to thank you for taking your valuable time and giving us a listen. It, 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 it does mean the world to me. Um, you're busy. I'm busy. I, uh, As you know, if you listen to a few shows, I'm not your best host, but I always attempt to try to give you my absolute best. I'm broadcasting to you within my the confines of my SUV. It's 44 degrees outside. Hopefully it's uh, 48 degrees here wearing a jacket and a cap. I was going to wear gloves, but I thought, you know, that, that might just be a little too much. But we got a good show for you, but I just thank you for listening. And, and uh, I know we have people from all over the world, and thank you for your thoughts and prayers. And I got a few cards this year and emails and Facebooks and stuff like that. And thank you so, so much. It means the world to me. So as always, our first question is, how are you? How are you doing? With all that's going on in your world and the world around us, how are you doing? It's, it, it just seems like weather is everywhere. And, and it was unbelievable. They had folks uh, back east stranded on the interstate for just over 24 hours. I cannot imagine traveling with the kiddos and being stuck with them for 24 hours. One person thought, well, it's just 45 minutes away to grandma's house, basically. Let's just visit 24 hours later. My goodness, unbelievable. And uh, here on the West Coast, we're getting a little bit of rain. Hopefully, we can get out of this drought. But there's something's going to happen. Something's always going to happen. And and we're looking at gas prices have just just skyrocketed. Last year in California, it was about three sixty nine. Now it's about five twelve five dollars and twelve cents a gallon. Food's gone up. I just and and then of course we got our old friend the virus. Oh, the virus. We'll talk about that here momentarily. But I do mean this, hand on the Bible, you know, please, with all that you do, please take the time. You deserve it. Take the time, take the energy, claim time out from the kiddos, from the husband, from the boyfriend, from whoever, and take care of yourself. And all that you do, please, please, please be mature enough to take care of you. All right. Well, on with the show. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing, folks. Uh, there are some people out there going, this is all fake. This thing's not a virus. This thing's nothing. They made it. These people, who made it up? People said, people are still saying, oh, they make this up uh, to, to, to sell more stuff. Well, the virus is basically free. The government's kind of paying for it. And right now, all you have to do is pay for your test. And uh, it's amazing. Some of these tests went from like 20 bucks to $200 in a matter of a, less than a week. But the virus is uh, uh, absolutely real. The new variant is real. Um, it's a wildfire. 
uh, within seven days, four hundred just just under just under four hundred and forty-four thousand new cases, which breaks down to about sixty-three thousand cases per day. I everybody I know in my little realm knows somebody's plural that have the new strain. In less than five days, I have personally known twenty-six people who've contracted the virus from, from, from a lady of 64 years of age to, to a baby girl. Yes. Just a few months old for goodness sakes. So please, if you haven't gotten your vaccines, well, I've heard that people who had the vaccines and the booster shots can still contract a virus. That is true, but it's not going to be as bad it's, a, it's, it's, it's to slow it down to prevent it from really affecting you or possibly killing you. So if you haven't gotten your vaccines, I beg of you, get the vaccines. Well, I heard it hurts. No, it doesn't hurt. But for some people on the second shot or even the booster shot, you may be sore. You may be tired. One lady, she told me she slept for two days straight. Good. Good. A lady I know, she's worked with me for many, many years, the lovely Miss Esty. Uh, uh, got a booster shot, and, and she was just, you know, out of it for a while. Sometimes when you get the flu shot, you feel unusual. Sometimes with anything that is in your system, you know, the body's going to react differently. But we desperately need our shots. Please wear your mask. Please social distance. And the, pr- the, the proof is so amazing. When we travel a lot, boom, surge goes up. During the holidays, we like to get together. I know that's boom, it goes up. All I'm trying to say, folks, is please take good care of yourself. Please. We're, we're doing better, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I, I want to be a little lighthearted. I mean, there's so much sometimes negative news, and I try to analyze things. You know, I have a warped mind, which works for me. But I'm going to do a lighter moment. I really, and I've analyzed this. I've done my due diligence. I've done some research. I kind of think this virus is, is like, the, the, the series, uh, what was that movie, for the, 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 the cult series, The Terminator. Do you remember the Terminator series, the original Terminator film? It can't be, it can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It feels no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. The virus, like the Terminator, has only one purpose. I'll be back. I mean, it's just amazing. And, and, and by the way, like, like the... Terminator series, the, the, the virus is a little confusing. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and of course, being good moviegoers in America, even though the series, the Terminators, were a little confusing, we still paid good money to see it all. In Terminator 1, all we had to do was kill the robot. Kill the robot, stop whatever craziness is going on, and, you know, save the world. And did you know, by the way, um, O.J. Simpson... I read, was originally supposed to play the Terminator. And he said, uh, smartly perhaps, that he said he didn't want to play it because he thought that would look really kind of bad, an African-American robot just killing all everybody in sight, including you know, a lot of you know, Caucasian folks, Caucasian women. He was after Sarah And Arnold was supposed to play the good guy. And he told his agent, I want to play this role. It would be fantastic. Everything with Arnold is fantastic. And he got the role. It was a low-budget film. It was a B film, believe it or not. 
Terminator 2 was a great film, great storyline, special effects. It, it, just, it just, just tied everything together. That movie was so successful, by the way, Terminator 2. It had half of all the ticket sales that particular year. Wowzers. Then, like the virus, Terminator 3 got a little confusing. John Connor, who's supposed to save the world, suddenly becomes wimpy boy. You know, and, and then supposedly John Connor marries, of course, Claire Danes, and she saves the world? All the time they're running away from a hot model robot in red high heel shoes. Okay, all right. Terminator 4, um, synopsis? I have no idea. All I know is Christian Bale was running around, and uh, I, 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 I really don't know how to describe that part of the series. Terminator 5 called Genesis, and we're not talking about the pop group from the 80s. Uh, I remember the line, old but not obsolete. I think the Terminator and the actor Arnold was very old and obsolete. Years later, Dark Fate, but only for the viewers. We paid good money to see that film. They brought back Sarah Connor, his character, uh, Lyndall Hamilton, and they basically said, this is after Terminator 2 picked up. And the problem that they had, by the way, with the Terminator series is uh, 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 James Cameron, who written, wrote and directed the first two movies, uh, got into a Titanic divorce uh, the, the, the evening after or the morning after he won all the uh, uh, films or Oscars for the movie Titanic. His wife gave him a gift. Linda Hamilton uh, gave him a gift. It was a U-Haul in which she packed everything up and just threw everything in there and said, get out, because she found out that... Mr. Cameron was not, well, he was a bad boy. <laughs> so, anyhow, that's how I kind of look at this virus, ladies and gentlemen. It is confusing. It is a little bit overwhelming. And you're going, what? I thought we took care of it with Skynet. We took care of Skynet, therefore we took care of everything else. It's going to be with us for a while. And whether it's that or other variants, we, we just kind of have to deal with it. You know, and it's just like the weather or paying bills or... Johnny needs braces, or, or, or we have to take Michelle to ballet classes, or little things like that, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, or God forbid I've spilled my drink. But we just have to adapt. We really have to start to accept that this is now part of our world. Now, the, the good news is we are definitely better off than we were last year. Last year, we're just starting to get the vaccines rolling out, and like anything, you know, it takes a while to get things, you know, put put together. And we're definitely better off than we were two years ago. Now, someone might say, well, Dave, it's the beginning of the new year. We weren't in this two years ago. Yes, we were. There was a, a if you can, I, I don't know the name of the show. I tried to look it up and I was running behind. There was a, oh, a, space, a special on HBO, and I forget the name of it. And it was filmed, it was kind of like a documentary. It was filmed from a lady, an Asian lady who I believed lived in New York but went to visit her family and friends in Wuhan, China, the late part of December 2019. And she had either an uncle or a grandparent that was suddenly sick. And it shows her trying to take care of her family and, you know, getting news from uh, the States while living in Wuhan. 
and how this thing really played out in real time. And it's just, it was, it was courageous. It was amazing. And it gives you a different perspective of how bad things were before the fit hit the Shan, before it came over to Venice, before it landed in the United States. So what I'm trying to say optimistically is we are better off than we were last year. We've got, we're better prepared. You know, we got the CDCs on this, the WHOs on it. We have so many amazing people dedicating their lives to trying to help us. The problem, the challenge that we're going to have, ladies and gentlemen, and we're seeing it now, is the burnout. We've talked about this on other shows. Yeah, then we've kind of talked about it. It's kind of coming to a head. The burnout rate in the medical field is about 20% in the last two months that the doctors or nurses and specialists are just beyond exhausted. It's amazing. In, in, in wars, they try to give you R&R. Relax, restore whatever, you know, R&R, and, 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 and you just, you know, you, you go away for a few days. You just relax. You take a nap. You have a meal. You go to USO dance dance hall, stuff like that back in World War II. They take you out of the stress and strain. And I think these folks have been doing it for so long. I don't see how they do it. I don't see how first responders do it, the folks in the medical field, how folks work in the morgue and these doctors or just nurses, God bless them. You know, and some of them are working 12, 16 hours a day, five, six, seven days a week. I have a personal friend of mine. He's an EMT, and he works at a small local uh, urgent care seven days a week. He sleeps four to six hours a day, and, and after two years, he is completely burnt out, you know, and it's just sad. So, and then you have, of course, uh, in addition to that, the workforce is, 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 is just tired. A lot of folks not showing up to work. I mean, and then... You know, it's literally a slow boat from China. I'm waiting for one part to fix a brand new refrigerator I bought. I've been living out of a cooler for the last five months because I cannot get this one part. And I went to the uh, senior person and, and said, hey, what's going on? I thought this thing was supposed to come in. And, they, and the guy even said, you know what? We just can't help it. There, and, and it is, you know, they got to get perishable items into the country. And this is not a priority item. And, you know, and I thought, well, I can live out a cooler for a couple more months. If this is what I have to do, I just kind of have to accept my fate. I don't know. And, and that's why I kind of tell folks, you know, don't get too wrapped up in the small things. Just take care of things. As well. Okay, I don't have a refrigerator. What's the option? I have a cooler. I get two bags of ice six days a week. I can't really cook, so I buy prepared meals as best I can, or maybe I take myself out and have a leftover. I just have to adapt. And that's what we all kind of have to do, I think. There's nothing else we can do. We can't get too mad. We can't, you know, if, if, so, if there's a problem, particularly if, if, if you're, I mean, when you're a young person, you don't know how to react. You think it's massive. You think it's thermonuclear. It's, just, it's, just, it's a paper cut. It stings, it hurts, but it's only a paper cut of a problem, per se. But as you grow older, you're like, well, it could be worse. It's not worth for me for me, to lose any sleepover. I have a brand new refrigerator. The, freezers, the freezer won't work. The refrigerator won't work. And it is a pain in the butt. But you know what? Compared to other things, I'm not stranded on a freeway for 24 hours with three kids. How do they go to the bathroom in the middle of a snowstorm? 
What do you eat when you have nothing in your vehicle? I can't imagine that. It's just unbelievable to me. So all I'm trying to say is just do what you can for now. Do what you can for the day. And when that pleasantar- uh, pleasantaries, let me officially say to you, Happy New Year. I wish you the happiest of New Year's. I truly do. You know, it's amazing. And we do this as a sign of respect and courtesy. Hello. Good morning. How was your weekend? How's the kids? How's the wife? How's the husband? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's the weather? We do things, you know, as, as common courtesies, pleasantries. But when's the last time that you took the time, energy, to truly say, hey, hello. Have a real nice day. And receive it. To say something, to take that extra moment, that extra second, to make that eye contact, shake a hand. It, it, I, I saw this when we were on again, off again. When we were off the mask, I saw so many people really hug each other, stand in front of each other, and just look at their eyes and their mouths and go, wow, you've got, a, you've got great cheekbone structure. Oh, my God, you're so beautiful. Oh, my God, your eyes are sparkling. Because we haven't seen that. And now we appreciate all the more. And I really think for this year, you know, Again, we're doing better than we were off last year. We really are. And and compared to two years ago, we didn't understand this. And like everybody else, we're in denial. Okay, China, Wuhan, whatever. What is it? Eight million people? Big deal. Lock it down. Venice? Okay, ain't going there. It can't happen. Oh, my God, if it's hitting the shan, America. What I'm trying to say is we're, we're doing okay. And with that, it's a brand new year. Think about it. A happy new year. 12 months, 30 days each. And every day is a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning, a do-over. You know, I've said this before. I've learned so much from working with folks in program. Whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous or drugs. And they teach me more than, than, than I can ever, per se, give to them. You know, and I, I, I said before, I have a dear friend of mine. And, and we were talking privately. And he revealed that, you know, he's in program. And I was just a little bit older than him. He was in his 30s. I was just into my 40s, late 30s for him. And I said, how do you do this? My God, how, how, you've got 20, 30, 40 great years ahead of you. And he says, Dave, you're looking at it the wrong way. All I can do is for the now. All I can do is just one day at a time. There's going to be problems. I'm going to fall down. I, I, I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but I just try to do as much as I can one day at a time. And, and it's something so simple. And some people, you know, they just don't see the solution in front of them. The refrigerator breaks. I've tried to reset it. I can't get the part. The part may be here in six weeks. Maybe here, the guy said, six to eight months. Okay, I can cry about it and 
you know, uh, I can buy a new one, but the guy said, still, that thing may be six to eight months. I tried to get it serviced with the, uh, 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 the folks that make it, and I talked to three different people in three different countries that didn't understand English very well, and I got disconnected. That didn't work. I tried to get a specialist out, and he says, well, Dave, the same thing. It's a part thing. I can't get the part. I don't know what to tell you. All right, this plan A isn't working, and I've exhausted all my avenues. Plan B, okay, I'll just get a cooler. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? I just don't want you to be trapped in fear. There is always going to be a challenge. There is always going to be a weather storm. Bills are going to go up and down. It's never going to be enough. I, I, I don't see how kids today make it. I don't see how young folks married with a babe or two or three or four make it. But then somehow you do. When I was a young person in the Air Force, one income family, we did not do well. I don't know how we did it. I know we watched every single penny we spent. And, but yet somehow we made little trips, day trips. We would monitor our gas or how much cash we had or, you know, we didn't write any bad checks or anything like that. But, you know, my, our son, our son, wanted for nothing. He was so loved. As a family that didn't have a lot of money, this, our little Stephen had a Toys R Us annex. For goodness sakes. Love's free. You know, it's never the big things. It's always the small things. And that's why I say just one day at a time. And it's amazing, too, that, to me, I mean, for a country that has everything and all so much of it, pardon me, that, that at times we are just not happy people. I think it's a country we, we place way too much stress on ourselves, and, and we demand, and that's the key word, we demand way too much. We demand so much of others, we expect you know, the internet service to work 24 hours a day, HDTV, surround sound, and, and if that router goes down or internet goes down, oh my God, what are we going to do? Like yesterday, uh, by coincidence, in the small area in Northern California, we lost electricity for about 12 hours. I saw folks walking around like zombies with cell phones. I don't have service. What will I do? I was texting, tweeting, twerking somebody. What do we do? Mm. Put the cell phone down and uh, just... Why don't you look up at these beautiful redwood trees with the moss and the light misty rain? That's pretty pretty. It's pretty pretty. You know, it's amazing too. I, uh, I, I treated myself. Talking about stepping out of the box, this was a huge thing for me. I had a birthday in late December. And normally, I, I work at uh, the local fire station in Monterio, just up the street from where I reside now. Because I thought it would be very cool. I would work the last few years, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas birthday, New Year's Eve, New Year's, you know, so, so the young folks can be with their family and friends and stuff like that, you know, and I thought it's kind of romantic to work on your birthday, particularly as a firefighter in the Russian River, and, you know, we got a few calls, and we did our job, I don't even know what we did, it wasn't very, wow, it wasn't that type of a moment, but this, this last year, a few weeks ago, I took myself out to dinner, and I sat there, and that's where we found out uh, 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 that the, the kids, the last time I went there, 
we found out the kids were pregnant and they, they gave me a little thing. Oh my God, you're going to be a grandfather. And I just was in shock. I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh my God. And they said, oh, Grandpa Davis says, oh no, I'm not going to be G-Pa, new pa, whatever. So they, they gave me the code name, the handle, Umpa, because this knows German, it's Austrian, it's fantastic. And, and little Jasper now reacts to that and what have you. But my point being is, is when I first went there many, many, many years ago, this place was like out of a movie set. It's called John Ash. It's, it's a little restaurant. Very, at the time, very high and very exclusive. It's the first time I've ever had Silver Oak red wine. Silver Oak, Cabernet, hubba hubba. I mean, it was just out of a James Bond movie, a James Bond set to me. And, and that, was when, that was in the early 90s, or no, late 90s, I first went there. And I went there last year. And it's still pretty nice, but it's a little, you know, a little casual, which is okay. But what amazed me was that everybody was on their cell phones. Everybody was on their cell phones. Even the bartenders. As busy as they were, boop, 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 text, tweet, boop, boop, boop. There's a couple uh, uh, my age having a nice meal. Mm, mm, swallowing and chewing and, and still on their cell phones. I think I was the only person there. I put my cell phone down on the bar. I just left it there. Well, why'd you have your cell phone out, Dave? Well, I, I, I guess because in case, you know, with everything going on and people traveling that I know of and the virus or something or in case my son called, I, I, that, that's my excuse. But I made darn sure I just didn't listen to it or I didn't engage with, with, you know, with it. And that's why I think there's a disconnect. We have so much stuff, so much going on. And, and, and again, the stress, the stress of the stress. And I also think, too, that we, particularly in this country, we put too much demands on ourselves. Particularly with a, a new year. Oh, I want to make $10 million this year. I want to make $10 million this year. Well, unless you win Trump lotto, I, I don't see how that's going to happen. That doesn't sound realistic to me. Or it's always, you know, uh, the, 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 the new year, you're going to join the gym for a few weeks. Or you want to lose a massive amount of weight. I want to lose 80 pounds. Well, here's the thing. If you lose 80 pounds quickly, you're going to gain it. It's going to find you. You don't want to lose weight. Because when you lose something, you find your keys, you find your cell phone, you find your drink. In my case, um, you want to get rid of it. Which means a lifestyle change. You know, you eat less carbs or fat and you work out a little bit more. And it's always, to me, the small things that make a difference. You know, go to Starbucks less. Can you imagine going to Starbucks one day a week less? Take that same money, put it in a jar. I have jars around the house, and I, I guess I am getting old. I feel sad for my son and daughter-in-law, and hopefully my teenage grandson won't be around when this happens. But but they're going to find little stashes of, of, of cash. And a jar here and a jar there. And I actually, last night, I looked at myself saying, yes, it's true. You are officially the old man. I have bags in my house for certain things. When the kids come over, I always make them an extra part of a meal. I have special Tupperware for special leftovers. And it has to go in this particular bag. 
Last time the kids went to visit, I, I, I was running around for 10 minutes. No, 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 that's not the right bag. You need a better bag. I have a bag specifically for you for this Tupperware for that leftover. I think I remember my grandma doing that. And, and she was not a joyful person. She lived to be 100 years of age. Heaven was not an option and hell didn't want her either. And I was a very young child, <laughs> a very young child, when she went through the bag stage. I looked at her, looked at my mom, looked at my brothers like, what the heck? No, that's not the right bag. You need a better bag. How about we double bag it? Oh, that handles won't work. You want this. Ah. So I'm officially the, the bag man. <laughs> but in, in, in all seriousness, I, I think what we do, folks, we just do too much. Which cost, we know we're not going to make $10 million. We know we're not going to lose 80 pounds. My goal uh, uh, this year, and I don't know if I'm going to uh, make it. I watched myself this last year uh, during the Christmas season. Not, not, not to, I tried to watch my weight. I think I can officially say I did watch my weight because you can see weight is gaining on you. And here's a guy that used to be so skinny. And now I'm, I'm not going to give you my weight. What, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm, uh, but I, I think if I can lose uh, maybe a pound a month, I think that's doable for me. Man, if I can lose a pound a month, oh my gosh, I would feel really good with myself. But at the same time, I'm not going to guilt myself because once in a while, I do like a hamburger. I do like a hamburger, but I don't need extra cheese and extra, extra, extra stuff there. And maybe I just don't have so much French fries. I'm going to just work out a little bit more. I have this uh, machine I use, and it counts your strides. And I put it up to the highest level, like level 20 of incline. And, 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 and I bump it up uh, uh, from like a 4 to a 6 to an 8 on, on uh, the, the pressure or whatever it's, it's called, you know, to, to, make, to make it harder for you. And I try to work out in a certain way, but I love watching my strides. I'm going, okay, i got two minutes left. I want to do 200 more strides in two minutes. Okay, okay, okay. I have these little teeny tiny goals, and sometimes I don't make them, and sometimes I do. But I'm trying to do things in moderation. In moderation, ladies and gentlemen, just the small, little things. Because I mean, you know, it, it's you know, it's amazing too, folks. Here's again a, a different part of the picture. How many folks do you know? You've read about, or you see those behind-the-scenes stories of the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Remember that series in the '80s? Oh my God, Robin Leach. <laughs> Where is he now? You know, how many folks do you know that seemingly have it all? That seemingly are all so beautiful. And you know what's amazing? Behind the scenes, a lot of these folks are absolutely miserable. Ah, I've known a lot of people that are very rich and very famous. And they, again, they have it all, but they're just regular folks. You meet them in there in, you know, sweatpants or, in a, you know, a thin target dress or it's not all, you know, it's not all what it appears to be. That's why I, I think it's so important that we're, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're facing, that we simply just be happy with ourselves. If you're happy when you're 
not so healthy or happy when you're a little overweight or happy when you're a little broke? Imagine how much happier it will be when you lose a couple pounds. When, 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 you, when you can fit into that one dress that you bought as a goal and you can get into it and own the dress. Owning yourself. You know that uh, they didn't want Sean Connery to play James Bond. Now, anybody who knows me knows I'm a Bond aficionado. Anything to do with James Bond or Ian Fleming, I can tell you the producer, the director, the writer, the stunts, the gaffes, all that stuff. I just uh, To me, Bond was always a detective who traveled the world, an orphan. Hello. Didn't fit in. Hello. Refined himself. Traveled the world, and he always got the bad guys, and he got the beautiful ladies. But did you know that they didn't, Sean Connery kind of failed his first screen test as James Bond. His accent was a little thick, and he was not comfortable in Bond, James Bond. And one of the producers says, come here, call this guy. Go to Bond Street, coincidence. He's a tailor. Do as he says. Just, I want to see you in five days. Sean Connery goes to a tailor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, this is what you're trying to do. Okay, okay, I know the character. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Got him. I think it was Armani. I think. I'm not sure. I think it was Armani. And this is, just trust me. When you go to bed at night, I want you to wear the pants. Take off the shoes. <laughs> take out your wallet and keys, whatever. I want you to, to sleep with the shirt and the jacket. I basically want you to shower in it. You're not going to be able to do that, but I just want you to own the suit. Own the suit. And after three or four days, Sean basically said, I'm walking taller. I feel, wow. Put on a new suit when he went to do the next screen test. Bond, James Bond. Unbelievable. Small little thing. Own it. Own your happiness, ladies and gentlemen. It is so important in the midst of chaos that you find, you make, your own happiness, ladies and gentlemen. Did, did you know that uh, by doing that, it relieves so much stress, a laugh. That's why we like the sitcoms. That's why we have a tendency to, 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 to look at shows you know, that make us feel better, make us feel we're transitioning in, in, into another world, whether it's binging on The Tiger King, Games of Thrones, or in my case, I've been watching 30 Rock with Tina Fey. Oh, my God, and Alec Baldwin. That is just incredible writing <laughs> and the situations they put themselves in. Or I watch Trailer Park Boys because it's just laughable and stupid. You're going, I know people like that. I'm glad it's not me. When we, uh, history lesson, when they were testing the atomic bomb, the effects of the atomic bomb, a lot of people didn't know this. They brought civilians from all over the country. Different races, different ages. They brought civilians in, and you know, like 30, 40 miles away. And and they would have them watch the the, the explosion of the atomic bomb to see their reaction. And it was the same thing. They all, when they saw, you know, the explosion, that ball melting of the sun explosion, they all pushed themselves backwards, exhaled, and less than a minute, they all clapped. And people were saying, that's craziness. That is more power than the sun, basically. 
and these people are clapping, and yet the doctors in the field of psychology, they said, that's normal. Why? It releases their stress. They know the power and the magnitude of something that can just erase cities from this earth that can never, never be the same again. And that's the release. We, uh, as firefighters, uh, I, I didn't really understand this at first. Um, sometimes on the worst Code 3 calls, the worst of Code 3 calls, you know, uh, I remember losing three boys. And one of my, I was a brand new firefighter in a uh, traffic collision. The car flipped over. We had to cut the roof. The driver was dead. We were working on one patient, and uh, he DOA'd on us before we can put him in the ambulance. And we worked on another young boy, and we got him uh, into the ambulance and into the air uh, helicopter, and uh, he, he didn't make it. But as we transported the young boy into the helicopter, and right after the helicopter took off, um, I don't know. We just told little stories and laughed. We did that for maybe five, ten minutes. And I looked at my then chief, uh, Chief Scott, and I thought, oh, gosh, I'm new and I'm laughing about this. Oh, my goodness. And he looked at me and just nodded like, yeah, keep laughing, guys. Keep laughing. That's why these doctors and nurses and these people in the medical profession and first responders and the ambulance and the drivers and the firefighters. Wow, folks. I hope, you know, they find their solace, for goodness sakes. I hope they find their happiness. I've, you know, I got to say this, folks, if I may. You know, if God gave me a gift, if God gave me a gift and said, I'll allow you to do anything you want in the cause of helping others, it would not be to give out money. You know, you get a million, you get a million, you get a million. That doesn't really do a lot. We've all seen people that win these lottos. They spend it in three or four years and they're bankrupt. And they're miserable and they divorce or whatever. I don't know. You know, I, 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 I remember back in my day, I, I, I gave out a lot of money. I am proud to say I didn't go to the, I didn't go to Vegas per se. I didn't do the casino thing. I, I, I didn't do the strip joint thing. You know, I didn't get entrapped and those things. And I saw my fake friends immediately. I really analyzed very quickly my BFFFS. They weren't my best, best, best friend buddies. They just wanted me to buy them drinks or a dinner. Or, hey, man, we're, we're going to Vegas. You want to pay for the jet? No, that's stupid. That's a waste. And I gave out a lot of money. I mean, I, I, I bought people cars. I bought uh, wings, plural, to foster homes. And as I scaled back, I remember my new BFFs, they would actually call to yell at me. I had one relative state in a fax. We've come to expect and even demand Dave's generosity. How come he won't help us anymore? What's his problem? And, and I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty sad. And we can all do this. You know, you, you go shopping, you go binge shopping, and you buy the cars or the clothes or the, the shoes or the, the expensive purses. I remember I told one person this. If the first 600 Louis Vuitton purses don't make you happy, I don't think the next 400 will make you happier. And this person was just, whoa, taken aback. Hey, 
hey, it's the truth. You know it, I know it. Because at the end of the day, as Billy Joel says, you always wake up with yourself. And he also said, and so it goes. And so will you too, I suppose. Happiness. If God granted me a gift, and maybe he has in some weird sense, I don't know, folks, it would be to make other people happy. All right, I do three things a day. I try to every day. I try to be kind and polite. And sometimes it's taken the wrong way. And I'm at the point, hey, if me saying the word sir or man makes you upset, Houston, you have a problem. You know, because I know we live in a different era on, 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 on not to offend anybody or hurt a feeling. But if you don't see what resonates in front of you, that is your side of the street, ladies and gentlemen. And you may want to look at that. I just, I, just, I just love to do three nice things a day. I try to do, uh, uh, make a joke or whatever. I, I, I took myself out for a, a drink and I bumped into a younger firefighter I've worked with for on and off for, uh, he's in a different district. He's with a nice young lady. They're both young, like in their like t- uh, 20s. And we just, I just, you know, for five, seven minutes, I just did my little Robin Williams material. And they, and they just really liked it. You can tell they really, really liked it. Because happiness is basically free. You know, a kind gesture. Making a joke, making a smile. Looking at someone, they take off their mask, and you get to see the smile behind their eyes. I just love, I just love that. I think, I, th- I think if I can give the gift of happiness, that works for me. And it's always just small things, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we, we, we don't need to lose 100 pounds in six weeks. We, there's no way we can do that. I'm going to conquer Mount Everest. No, you're not. You can't even tie your shoes. You can't even go over a hill, let alone walk down the street. You know, I, I, I think it's the small things that make us happy. Can you imagine what it's going to be like just a few short years from now when we talk about, oh, my God, that virus. Woo, man. That was crazy. We had to adapt. But now we can play in the park. We can go on the cruises. You know, we, we know it's still out there, but we, we, we know how to handle it. And maybe we get a shot once a year, like the flu. But aren't things better today? It's a new day. And for me, I, I, I do small little things a day. I, 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 I help out with my neighbor's garbage because I have a lot of elderly folks. I live in a small community, so I take out their garbage or put their garbage back or... What I do, too, is rather than buying cars for people now, I do smaller little things, like I buy these subway cards. They're $20 each, so this way folks can get a sandwich or two and chips and water or soda pop. I just give them out to homeless people. I was, uh, we had a storm a few weeks back. It just stayed on top of us, uh, just uh, north of us in a small city. They got 18 inches of rain in 24 hours. <laughs> Okay, who turned on the faucet? Okay, turn it off. And it was cold and miserable. We had a little hail and just a little bit of snow. And someone said, can you imagine being homeless in the middle of a storm? I thought, oh my goodness. I can do something to make someone happy. So sometimes I just give out cards. And for the most part, people are polite, say thank you. And if they don't, that's fine too. But I think, ladies and gentlemen, it's a new year, and that means a new day. 
So I believe in the year of our Lord, 2022, it's going to be your precedence. It's going to show us exactly where the roadmap of life is going to be. And there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. We know that. That's why it's so important to appreciate a good day. Have a nice day. I wish you the very, very best day. And it's like anything in life, you know, you just take it one day at a time, one challenge at a time. You break down those challenges into small chunks, small things that you can achieve. I can do two extra push-ups. I'll do 20 extra strides. I'll eat five french fries less, but only five because I do like my fries. Sometimes, you know what I do, and it sounds stupid, I just won't finish the burger. I know I'm full enough. I just won't finish the burger. Because you know when it comes to goals, ladies and gentlemen, in the challenges of life, the fit will hit the shan. There's no way around it. Some things are unavoidable. Some things we just can't see. Some things just happen. And all we can do is just deal with it. You take a deep breath. You relax. And you move on. And when things are at their darkest, better days are always ahead of us, ladies and gentlemen. I think in the words of, uh, oh my goodness, I know he's still with us and I think he still performs. Uh, Bobby McFerrin, remember him? Don't worry, be happy now. It's a simple song. In times of trouble, don't worry, one, two, three, be happy one, two, three. Be happy now. Do you know in that video Robin Williams was in it? I mean, you, you got to look for him. Look for this quirky guy who's smiling all the time. Okay? I have smiles, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Island Smile. Robin Williams. Gosh, I was so mad at him. I have no right to be. God, all the work that he did to make people so happy. Sometimes we look for other people to make us happy. Robin, do, do, good morning Vietnam for us. Robin, do this character. Do Aladdin. Do, 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 perform for me, Robin. We look for other people to make us happy. I think happiness is the opposite. You should be happy. We should all be happy within ourselves. And then you're blessed. You're blessed to see a Robin Williams character. And a video that's just an 80s video, big deal. But that quirky little smile should make you happier. His little dance steps, okay. And I'm happy for Robin. Because I know right now he is in heaven making God laugh. And using Joan Rivers as a footstool. There is no doubt. But to have a gift of happiness be put on to you, I think is the best blessing in the world. So with my hand on the Bible once again, Please receive this. Within the sound of my voice, I wish you all a happy, happy new year. All right. As always, <laughs> this is supposed to be a very short show, okay? I go long. I just do this for you because I love you so much, so, so much. Thank you for listening to the show, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I want to thank our good friends, uh, Pat Metheny and 
management and Pat Metheny Group for allowing us the privilege of having his music in the front and back end of the show. And especially this year, ladies and gentlemen, one never knows what Ty is going to bring you the next day. So please prepare yourself for greatness and happiness and the challenges of life. Have faith in yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Have faith in you. Have faith in your higher power. And you know what? Better days are ahead. You're going to be fine. And if you listen to the show, more than one show, you know that you're not alone. You know that you're loved and you're cared for. And you know that you're going to make it. Eyes, eyes on the horizon. One step ahead. Chin up. There you go. One step at a time. Now engage. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, please do as much as you can for as long as you can, for as many as you can. So thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for your prayers and your acts of kindness. So until next time, my friends, please take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.